0: day and welcome to our global online church. We are happy that you're able to join us once again today. And we know that if you are here with us today, it is because you have found a stream that has been serving you a hot meal every time you come. We know that last week uh, we had the privilege of meeting with our prophet here in the studio where he unraveled to us a lot deeper the, the truths that he has been sharing with us. If you remember, going back, it's been a couple months now, we've been traveling through the book of Revelations. And on this journey, we have heard so much about the glory of God and Him manifesting Himself to us. And a few weeks ago, our Father began to speak to us about the glory of God and becoming the glory of God. And last week, when He answered our questions, I know that we had so many questions that are answered and it is a joy to be able to come to the table of the Lord and to receive such delicious food that not only we enjoy eating, but that we know our spirit has been craving for and longing for. Today, once again, these truths are coming into your spirit live from here in the studio as we have the honor of sitting with our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Dad. Dad. Thank you once again for the joy of being able to go live to the world and also the honor of sitting with you in the studio. Thank
1: you, thank you. I want to welcome our people of God that are hungry for what God is doing. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know that the Lord is pleased with you. And the Lord speaks about Zion, that his brightness will shine brightly and um, just want you to know that we are in a new season where the brightness of the Lord will shine brightly and that will also mean that many victories that you have been patiently waiting This is the time for you to see those victories. Amen. Amen. Well, we received that prophecy,
0: Dad. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Dad, last week, um, we had the intention of asking you many questions. And as we began, we spoke, uh, we shared two emails from two pastors. And from the emails, there was an overflow of talking about the glory of God. And through you talking, you answered so many questions that we had regarding the glory of God. And I was wondering if maybe we can ask you a, one question. <laughs> Hopefully we can cover something, one question
1: more today. Yeah, it's uh, we can take a few questions today. Before we go into the questions, uh, what are we learning so far?
0: Last week, Dad,
1: you started
0: talking to us about both God's mercy and our pursuit. And we were wondering if it was only by our our pursuit that we receive from God. And you're saying, no, it was both the pursuit and God's mercy because even in our pursuing God, there was a requirement that even though you're pursuing, it's by God's mercy that He releases the information or the glory To go to that next dimension whatever it may be that he releases it to come to you and in that pursuit you were saying be stubborn in your pursuit and that was a line that i think i'm going to carry with me for a very long time be stubborn in your pursuit and i know that you answered another question that was on the list when you were talking about moses and remember we were wondering about moses and the fact that moses asked god once and he got to see the glory and that was a question I wanted to ask you. And you said, from what dimension are you asking? That was a game changer right there. That that line was a true game changer. To understand that you ask from different dimensions. You said, don't, don't escape the process. Don't skip the
1: process. That there was a process to go through. Yeah. So what is bothering you? This week what is what could be a question we can start off with.
0: Prophet, you know, if I wanna I have a question that carries over from last week. Mm -hmm. And the question that I really need to have unraveled is the fact that Moses asked God once and he saw the glory. Granted it was from a different dimension that he was asking. Mm -hmm. But you said that the scriptures say the glory that we are experiencing today is greater than that of Moses. In our minds, the glory that Moses experienced was tangible and visible. So we don't see or experience the same things today. So there's a part of us that wrestles to understand that part of the scriptures. And we're hoping
1: we know Uh, You can unravel this for us. (laughs) So it's 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 that when we read the story of Moses, you are seeing all that glory and thunder and lightning. Mm, Yes. Mm. And then you're reading the verse that says that our glory is is greater.
0: We have the verse here, Dad. It says in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse ten. Why
1: don't we that's verse ten? Let us start from verse 7. Okay. Verse 7.
0: Now, if the ministry of death, hmm. carved in letters on stone, hmm. came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze
1: at Moses' face. Okay. So, just so people can understand, when it is referring to the ministry of death, it is referring to how the laws brought um, a certain consciousness that now you are bound to obey lest the the righteous judge have to now follow through with the judgment um, that is why it is called the ministry of death uh, it is not because it's a weird cult okay um, okay go on That the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face. So that Old Testament ministry of laws, um, it was still glorious that people could not gaze at the face of Moses, because Moses was the one that was bringing that information. Oh. Okay, so that information carried a certain glory into his spirit and manifested in his body. Okay, so that itself is a lot of layers. Okay, go on. As deep already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moses' face, because of its glory, Mm -hmm. which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of
1: the Spirit have even more glory? Hmm. So you're saying that there is a ministry that is being brought to an end. Mm -hmm. So the ministry... The second ministry that is talking about is the one in the New Testament that is going to continue in eternity. So he's saying that because there is something that is coming to an end, irrespective of how glorious it was, because it is something that is having a full stop, that which continues is always greater than which that is coming to an end. So that itself is helping us understand that how God sees success is not how humans see a success. Simply to break it down into layman terms to in a language that we can understand. I oversimplifying it, but just for us to comprehend what the scripture is saying. It's like saying, this man, I remember when I was probably 19 years old, I was doing a conference in Bahrain and they brought me a man. He looked homeless. He looked like unkept. Mm -hmm. And the man of God who was bringing this man to me said, please, you have to... There was a sense of respect and urgency. And... uh, And he began to explain to me how this man had three oil business at one time. And how This man had so many properties, so many cars. But in a week's time, everything collapsed. Oh, wow. To the point where his wife, who saw all that go, all that wealth go, divorced him. Um, So here was a man who was almost going mad. Because at one point, he had experienced glory. So then, anybody that was in the room then, they may not have been close to being a millionaire like that gentleman. But once upon a time, he was a millionaire. Yet that which remains was greater than which what he could boast about from the past. Now, That is not a sufficient example because obviously in the New Testament the glory is not limited because if that is our only justification to why ours is greater than Moses, uh, because Moses' glory doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if that is enough to be, be excited about. So there must be something deeper. Mm -hmm. So then we have to now start looking through the eyes of God. Yes. And start looking at, okay, let's let's go on. In verse Mm 9,
0: For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, Mm -hmm. the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory.
1: I just want to bring a, a clarity into this verse. Yes. The ministry of condemnation, mm-hmm. the opposite of that is not the ministry of grace. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm just telling you what you just read, so you can read it again. <laughs>
0: We're going to read this again. <laughs> For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation. Mm-hmm. The ministry of righteousness ah. must far
1: exceed it in glory. You see, this is very critical that we our generation gets this because we have we have simplified the whole grace theology. Wow. It has become like a license to sin. Mm-hmm. But if you ask God, in the New Testament, there is a demand for more righteousness. In fact, mm-hmm. Jesus goes on to say, be ye holy as I am holy. Yeah. Okay. Old Testament was a bunch of laws where They could have gotten away with things as long as they had not done it in person. But in the New Testament, Jesus went on to clarify that it was not enough that somebody does not lie with a woman. He said, but even in your heart, you have to not sin, okay? So you're looking, the standard in the New Testament is higher, but sometimes the enemy can deceptively brings us theologies that kind of justifies us living in sin as God's grace will cover. In the New Testament, there is no condemnation, okay? And and their justification is in the Old Testament, there was condemnation. In the New Testament, those who are in Christ Jesus, they have no condemnation. So it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because there is no condemnation, because there is a grace, so much more our pursuit of righteousness must increase. That is why it says the Ministry of Condemnation versus the Ministry of Righteousness. Yes. Okay, okay. That's not our topic for today, so go on.
0: Can we make it another topic? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Going on in verse 10 then. Indeed in this case, Mm. what once had glory has come to have no glory at all. Mm. Because of the glory that surpasses it.
1: Okay. Because that's verse what? That was verse 10. Because of the glory that surpasses it, that which once had glory is come to have no glory at all. So it's talking about a bridge, a transition. There is a journey, as we've been talking about and is talking about how something comes to an end and there is a transition. So we need to zoom in to what was the transition point. I'll get there, but just cover verse 11. Yes, that in verse
0: 11 says, for if what was being brought to an end came with glory, mm-hmm. much more will what is permanent have glory. One more time. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent
1: have glory. So what we have is permanent and that comes with much more glory, okay? Whether we have understood that in the past or not is relevant, but at the same time, it's important to start believing that what we have is greater. Than what Moses has had. Now, just because we say that we've had more glory, it does not necessarily mean that it has been made manifest. Now that's why we are even doing the series. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't need the series because if it was made manifest to everybody equally, then we would not need it now. We would not need the series now. But the fact that it is not made manifest is the, the reason why you are even having that question, yes. which is a justified question. So, I said about the transition, we have to, and um, in order for us to understand how the glory from this to this became greater, we have to zoom into where did the transition take place. The last person that of, of that carried the glory of the Old Testament before the arrival of Jesus was John the Baptist. So the last individual of that Old Covenant was John the Baptist. So then you have to zoom into that and ask the question, what was the testimony of Jesus? about John the Baptist. In order for us to understand how it went from here to there, we have to go into that final link. Yeah. Okay. I believe it is Matthew 11, probably around verse 10.
0: Starting at verse 10. This is he of whom it is written, hmm. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, Mm.
1: who will prepare your way before you. Go, let's go a few more verses, maybe start with verse seven. Matthew 11, starting
0: at verse seven. Mm. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. Mm -hmm. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? Mm. A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Mm. A man dressed in soft clothing?
1: Mm. So, so, this is Jesus speaking about people's expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, because people have a lot of expectations. Oh, yes. So, really blown in the wind, you know? You can see they dance in the wind, right? So, in other words, he's saying that people like entertainment. People like drama. you know, But that does not necessarily mean that there is God in it. So, I remember my father gave an example. Um, he, one time he was talking, he said, we spend money to go to a zoo uh, to watch these monkeys hang from tree to tree. Um, but that does not mean that there's something of worth that is coming from there. So uh, it's, it's like that because sometimes people crowd to watch drama, but that doesn't necessarily mean that God is in it. So he's saying, he's basically now speaking to the, their consciousness. Then he's talking about the soft clothes of luxury. Anytime there was something of significance, it was usually the royals that would uh, come about. It was dramatic. So Jesus is saying, hey, you went there, but you didn't find um, anybody dressed that way. Um, So he's now saying, what then did you go to see? You did not see what you usually rush to see. Mm. And then it goes on. Go ahead. It goes
0: down and it says this in verse 9. What then did you go out to see? Mm. A prophet? Mm. Yes, I tell you and more than a prophet. Mm. This is he of whom it is written, behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Mm. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is
1: greater than he. Okay, so, this is a very loaded verse. I'm going to try and stick to our topic because there's different angles to this word. Is saying that among all those born of her.
0: All those born of women. Okay. There has arisen no one
1: greater. Okay. There has been, now you gotta understand. Moses was known to them as the the greatest prophet they've ever seen. Mm. Why? Because of the way he brought him out. The supernatural that happened to him, the fact that he spoke to God face to face. Mm -hmm. All that they take into consideration and they think that Moses is their biggest prophet. And God is speaking now and saying it wasn't Moses. So he's now really shocking. Jesus had a ministry of shocking people. And he's saying it wasn't. He's explaining that and he's explaining, saying that among all those that are born of women, Jesus is now being kind by not using names. But when he says all those born of women, he's now going all the way back to Genesis. And he's saying that of all of them, The one that is the greatest is who? John. John. Why? Why? Because John was the one that was making way for the manifestation of the glory of God. Don't forget, Jesus is the visible manifestation of the Father. So Jesus is testifying, the one who causes that greater glory to manifest is greater than anybody else that have carried any amount of glory before. Wow. Okay. Uh, So you're looking at looking at Jesus perspective. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that he, he, the one that carried what you think is the greatest glory is not the greatest glory. The one who makes way for the manifestation of Jesus is considered greater. And then you're looking at he's saying that among all that are born of woman, John is the greatest. So let. Let me try and I can can see why people would now say, okay. now you're saying even the glory that Moses had Mm. was nothing compared to what John had because he got a taste of the greater glory. He was the forerunner of that glory. If you look up to the sky, you will see one star that is very bright. Yeah. Can you name the star? You call it the North Star. Um, in the night sky. Right? Um I'm talking about the sun. The sun, <laughs> the sun is the brightest. Yeah. Is the brightest in the sky. So our Sun is considered as an average star. Average? <laughs> <laughs> Even though it is the brightest our naked eyes have ever seen, there are stars that are 100 times brighter oh. than the Sun. Oh. And yet it is so far away away from our naked eye. That the light has not had enough time to travel to the for the naked eye to see it.
0: Mm.
1: But it does not mean that it does not exist. We haven't seen the light, but it does not mean that it does not exist. So think of it. Now we are trying to understand the perspective of God. You would look up into the heavens and you would look at something that the naked eye would determine as the brightest. And yet we are told by those who have the necessary accessories to look beyond and they testify that they are indeed stars that are much greater in size and strength than that which we perceive as the brightest star. So now we're going somewhere. It is that what Jesus is talking about. So there is a Moses whose glory that which we perceive the brightest in the sky of those that they had seen. And yet there was a man that had come to them. They were experiencing him. They were hearing him. And yet they did not have the capacity to perceive like Jesus. So now Jesus is giving them perspective because they were not aware. They were not conscious. So he's giving them information that they did not previously have. He's saying, of all that are born of a woman, John is the greatest because of his assignment. Okay? That is why the Bible is talking about how those that save the souls will shine like the stars. Yes, yes. Meaning, mm. okay, go ahead. Uh,
0: Daniel chapter 12, verse three, it says that it says, and those who are wise mm. shall shine like the brightness of the sky above. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Is talking
1: about how those that have understanding, they are the ones, their level of brightness, it, it increases. So the more understanding you have, the more wisdom you, are, you receive, the more it is imparted into your spirit, you're becoming brighter, brighter. Somebody that is watching this video is getting brighter in the name of Jesus. And then the second part, Is talking about how those that save souls, okay, they will now shine like the stars. So, and we know not all stars shine brightly. So, at any thought, an assumption that when we go to heaven, everybody is going to be equal is far from the truth because our brightness varies. Okay. So, then going back to John. He's saying that, that which is is what we consider is to be the brightest, is not really the brightest. He's explaining that the one who introduced Christ is greater than anybody else, any man of God, prophet in the past, in the Old Testament that you guys celebrate. is nothing compared to this John who didn't come doing miracles, signs and wonders. His ministry was a ministry of introducing Jesus. And yet Jesus elevates his ministry as superior anointing than anybody else. So people of God, don't hold back from sharing the truth, the light, the beauty of Jesus to your family members, to your members every week, every available opportunity. The more you share and you bring salvation into somebody's heart the more you're looking your brightness increasing and shine like the stars now jesus is bringing everything into context he's tying everything together and he's saying now the least in the kingdom is greater than John okay now we read in the book of Daniel how those who have wisdom and those who save souls how their brightness will be and how they will shine like the stars and then Jesus is saying the least in the kingdom will be greater than John so that's to say the need to share the gospel
0: we are missing the point if we have not been sharing the gospel with with passion if we've not been sharing the
1: gospel we are missing that point that that is the call it is connected okay gaining understanding and taking that understanding to individuals and bringing them into that same wisdom so if you're watching these videos and you are like wow we've been so blessed with this information but now, it is up to you to take this information to somebody else. It has to be both. It can't just be saying, okay, I'm eating, I'm feeding, I'm, I'm growing big, but I'm just gonna keep all this to myself. So make it a habit, every week, make it a habit to share the truth, share this light to somebody. Man of God,
0: we wanna I thank this time to thank you right away. Because with what you are transferring to us, with what you are unraveling to us, it is setting us up in the kingdom of God for an eternity to shine differently than we otherwise would have. What you are giving us is impacting
1: us. I thank God for that grace because I can only give what I have received. and. Uh, it is beautiful. So the least, the least in the kingdom is greater than John. So you have to wonder why did Jesus say the least? It is because of two things. They may be different dimensions to it, but on the surface, I can give you two things to start with because that's not a topic. We we are sticking to the glory realm. Um, Number one, John had died before the death of Jesus. Mm. So he did not have that opportunity to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Wow. Because now when we are washed by the blood of Jesus, we are greater than any other Prophet that has lived before. Because when the Lord looks at us, when the Father in heaven looks at us, mm. he sees his Son, who is the perfect Lamb. Mm. That immediately makes us greater than all the men of God put together in the Old Testament. Wow, wow, okay. wow. Wow, wow. Secondly, he did not just wash us by the precious lamb. He filled us with His Spirit. Hmm. So you're looking at as a child of God, you are immediately elevated than all the other prophets. Because for in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come upon the prophet and he would prophesy. He would wait, the Spirit would come upon him and he would prophesy. But for the first time ever in the book of Acts chapter 2, the fire came and sat upon each of them. It was a mark, it was an impression, it was permanent, and it will be eternal. Oh. <laughs> Immediately, we are put into a different Immediately, Jesus is saying that, hey, the least in the kingdom, forget about increasing in understanding. Forget about the number of souls that you just by this. You are already greater. (laughs) Now imagine as we grow in wisdom. Now imagine if we can grow in the number of souls that we bring into light. With that wisdom and understanding, then you become sh- you shine greater. You go from glory to glory to glory to glory. Hey, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness! I hope, I hope you are with me. I hope you are getting it. I hope your light is getting brighter and brighter as we go on this journey okay so then now what is jesus saying about the least in the kingdom it's critical that we pay attention now okay go on Pastor. in matthew 11
0: verse 12 it says from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force okay from when? It says, from the days
1: of John the Baptist. Okay. So something shifted with John the Baptist. Mm. Because the arrival of John the Baptist was also the time when Jesus arrives. Yes. Okay. So he's saying, until now, he said, things have shifted. He's not talking to the people. He's saying, the season has shifted. He's explaining to them how this season will happen how this season will work out. And so he's explaining to that and then saying, okay.
0: Saying, until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. Okay, the
1: kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, okay. And the violent take it by force. Okay. So he's going on to explain how there has been a shift. There has been violence La Rope, right? that has caused a shift in the glory realm. Hmm. There has been a manifestation of greater glory, and the greater glory cannot come without violence. One more time, people of God the greater glory cannot be made manifest easily. There is a violence. There are principalities that was trying to stop that manifestation. There are kingdoms that are in, in the invisible realm that has fought to stop that which was being made manifest. So Jesus is talking about that violence. So anytime somebody is about to go to the next level, when you are ready to go from glory to glory, look for spiritual violence. Wow. Look for spiritual warfare. (laughs) I was telling somebody the other day that Wednesday and Sunday are two rails of the same track Mm. that the glory train is going on and one is not without the other. In order for you to go to the next level of glory, certain warfares must take place. If you're telling me there is no warfare, there is no wrestling, I wonder why. Come on. I really doubt if you're going to the next level. Sometimes that wrestling may be something in your physical life. Sometimes that wrestling may be in your emotional life. It can be in your flesh. It can be in your marriage, but there is always a wrestling that comes before the promotion. The promotion of going to the next level has always a level of warfare that the enemy will try one last attempt. So as a child of God, you need to have that grace to look at something and say, is this a problem that has been coming down from generationally that I need to overcome? Or is this a different kind of a problem that the enemy is unleashing on me because he senses that you are about to go to the next level. Wow. So He is doing everything to slow you down, knowing that you're about to just go into a glory that nobody else in your mm. family has experienced, mm. that you're about to enter into a glory that your forefathers have not experienced. And so He has to do everything to stop you now. Stop you now. So, not every time you sense a warfare, you have to be discouraged and disappointed and say, God, what am I doing wrong? Sometimes you need to celebrate. Yay. Because it is a setup, it is a sign that something greater is about to manifest in your life. Come on. So, you're looking at that violence, that take it by force. Jesus is saying that. This greater glory that is coming is now talking about the least in the kingdom. Okay, there is a correlation between the least in the kingdom. Why is Jesus talking about violent take it by force? Okay, please let me let me draw it out to you. I, I hope you're with me and you're paying attention mm-hmm. because uh, if you miss a second, you, you're missing out. Uh, everything is one string, you, you know. Yeah. You're looking at Jesus saying, all the other greater glories is nothing compared to the glory that John had. And then he's saying, the least in the kingdom of God has greater glory than John. Okay? So, and then he's talking about, now in the context that he is, he's introduced a least in the kingdom. Then the next verse, Okay, we've got to take it in context. And then he's saying the kingdom of God suffers violence. What does that mean? Meaning, even though this glory that is being introduced is greater than any other glory in the past, Jesus is saying, yet not everybody has it. Oh only those who take it by force. Wow. Hmm. This new Hmm. kingdom that he's introducing, this new glory that he's introducing, he's saying even the least is greater than John. Yet, in this new zone, the only way to go from glory to glory, the only way to increase in your understanding, increase in your anointing, mm-hmm. increase in every areas of your life is that in this new kingdom that I am bringing forth, Jesus said, saying, the only way to do it is for the violent. The New Testament is not for the lukewarm. Wow. The New Testament, that is why I have to say, Ay, 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 the enemy will try to oversimplify the New Testament wherein it is not for those that are lazy. It is for the strong of heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say, if this is mine, give it to me. Give me what belongs to me. And I will seek for it. And I won't rest till I find it and when I find it I will ask for it and if I ask and I do not get it, I am going to knock on the heavens door until my shameless persistence causes the master to rise up and give me what I am demanding, the violent ticket by force. the while and take it by force. Yet we have weak believers that sit and crib and cry about the injustice of God. It's because you don't know what has been released. Mm -hmm. That the next season of glory requires strong believers People who are in the end-time army. People that will not go to sleep, will not be found asleep. Yes, yes, yes. People that have wisdom to fill up their oil. Yes. To clean up their lamp. Yes. Some seek adequate voice seeking Ramakam Nischaem. The knee of swollen Lombre chesia. Yes. Yes, people of God, the presence of God is all over this video. The Lord is giving you ammunition today. He's giving you permission to go from glory to glory. He's giving you information that you have no more excuse of why you are not shining brightly. You have no more excuse to why you're not violently pursuing, understanding you have no more excuse to cry that you're busy because only the violent only the violent will take power We was close soon I know for people it is still hard to still believe that God has given us a glory greater than Moses. How could that be? How could that be? Pastor, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You the executive past. for those who know you help me in so many areas I trust you to take care of so many things there's a, there's a it's a journey and it's not very easy for people to gain that trust unless it has been earned with time yet you cannot be compared to my little son and he is not one hundredth skilled as you he may not have the understanding as you yet my son has something that he doesn't need to work for because he is my biological DNA. You came to where you are because you worked to it. Okay, That is a difference between a son and a worker. I'm trying to show you a difference. If you have an assistant, no matter what that how efficient that assistant is. He can never be as good as your son, even though your son has not done half the help that this assistant brings to you. It is the same with Moses and us. Who are we? We are more than Moses because we are sons of God. But how does God see Moses? You will see that in Revelation. God calls him my servant Moses. You will see that in Hebrews chapter 3. And uh, verse 5.
0: In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to test
1: (laughs) There it is. One more time. One more time. Moses was faithful. Very faithful. In all God's house. In all God's house. You know, you guys really like Moses. Okay, as what? As a... Servant. That's it. That's a micro. As a what? He was very faithful, but as a what? As a servant. <laughs> Perspective. We look at something from a distance and we see that is the brightest. And yet is it the brightest God says, when I see him, I see him as my servant. And how does the Lord see us? Let's look at the gospel of John chapter 15 and uh, verse 15. John, chapter 15,
0: verse 15, Hmm. it says, No longer do I call you servants, Hmm. for the servant does not know what his master
1: is doing. But I have called you friends. You see, Jesus is talking about our elevation right now. Saying, I do not call you as a Servant. servant. call you a friend and yet Moses even in the New Testament he is called as a servant all the way into the book of Revelation in the end times he's still known as the servant perspective is what makes us devalue ourselves wow. and make Moses more greater because he saw something and yet Christ calls this greater he says you are my friend so where does the conflict come from why do we struggle to believe what we believe I think it uh, goes back to the fact that the glory that Moses experienced was bright and visible. And yet, what we experience is superior, yet it is not bright and loud like it was with Moses. So could it be that 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 is the reason why we don't really understand how God works There's so much more to this. We have gone too much in time. I don't know if it's for today. Do you remember that time when Jesus was walking with two disciples? in the book of luke 24.
0: this is on the road to emmaus Hmm. after his death yeah can you read that for me in the book of luke chapter 24 Hmm. verse 13 that day two of them were going to a village named emmaus okay about seven miles from jerusalem and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. (laughs) While they were talking, what were they talking? They were talking about all these things that had
1: happened. All these things. When you talk about the things above, the things above is drawn near to you. in order for you to attract heaven, talk about it. After the service, you probably go out to grab something. You can talk about the climate. You can talk about Corona. You can talk about the baseball. Or you can talk about the wisdom that has been imparted to you. Mm. While they were talking back and forth, they were struggling, wrestling with it. Somebody drew to them. Somebody drew to them. I was praying for a gentleman. And I was saying, God, why am I why is he not able to see a breakthrough in his life? And he kept coming and desiring and appreciating the the ministry. And there's some kind of blockage. So I prayed, I said, God, you have to show me what's the problem with this gentleman. While I was sleeping, I saw this gentleman in the dream. His wife came to me in the dream. And she began to tell me, she said, Yes, he listens to you. But after that, he goes and listens to these guys. And he is more confused than before. This individual was going to a certain group of people. That was feeding him information that was... Causing the first information to lose that grace over his life. So what you speak Yes. Psalms 50 verse 23 Whosoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation will I show the salvation of God. Oh, to him that orders his conversation, order, order in the conversation. Meaning, there are some conversations I will not allow into my soul, into my spirit that will cancel out the salvation that I'm supposed to see in my house. Wow. So these guys went back and forth their conversation back and forth and back and forth. It pleased God of hundreds and thousands in Jerusalem that had experienced and witnessed Christ, he found two. He found two. He he enjoyed their conversation. He enjoyed their debate. He enjoyed their observation. He paid attention to it and slowly, He drew near to them. Read that again.
0: In verse 15, Hmm. while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself
1: drew near. Okay, so they are talking. Suddenly somebody is interested and drew near. It was not Abraham. He drew near. May the Lord Draw near to you from this day. Amen. I'm giving you a key of how to cause the Lord to draw near. Mm. Some of us are already waiting. You're already looking at time. You're already rushing. Not knowing the key of causing the Lord to draw near is to eat that manna, to meditate, to ponder, to go back and forth, to ask questions, to increase in wisdom, so that you might become brighter. And you are seeing what happens. Go on. It says,
0: and he went with them. Yeah. But their eyes were
1: kept from recognizing him. Oh. So, what's This is before the crucifixion or after the crucifixion? This is after Jesus died. After Jesus died. That means this is the glorified body of Jesus. Am I right? Yes, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) This is the resurrected glorified Jesus that appears to them. And what? They don't recognize. They don't recognize the glorified Jesus. Wow the resurrected Jesus and now he's talking to them and they couldn't recognize him okay go on
0: and he said to them Mm. what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk Mm -hmm. and they stood still looking sad Mm. then one of them named cleopas answered him are you the only visitor to jerusalem okay Who does not know the things that have happened here in these days okay and he said to them what things and they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth a man who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel yes O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory and beginning with Moses and all the prophets he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so they drew near to the village to which they were going He acted as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us? while he talked to us on the road,
1: while he opened to us the scriptures. Yes, while he opened to us the scriptures. Pastor, this this is a dangerous thing. We can go a few hours with just this chapter. (laughs) Let me just give it to you in a capsule so you can go home and meditate. Let me give you some homework. (laughs) Yes. So notice this. The scripture is saying the glorified Jesus appeared to them and they didn't see it. So is it just us that believe that the glory of Moses was greater? And yet it is said that in the New Testament Jesus appeared to them after being glorified and yet they could not see it. So could it be possible that we too (laughs) that are dressed by the glory still have greater glory than Moses, even though it is not visible? like the glory of Jesus was not visible to them. So now we're talking about a glory that was visible and somehow in our heads we make it to be more superior. Mm. But who are the people that saw the glory of Moses? Was it seen by everyone? Or was it seen by those that were under a cloud led by a pillar of fire? So could it be that your revelation of the glory is what opens your eyes to see the glory? And that is the same even in the New Testament. So if you don't see the glory in the New Testament and therefore you assume that the glory of Moses was greater. Oh, we are far from correct. Because you're looking at the same scenario in the New Testament where somebody that their eyes were not open, saw the glorified Jesus and did not see His glory. Not just did not see His glory did not even recognize Him. In fact, they are thrashing Jesus, saying, Are you a stranger? Don't you know what has happened? While talking to Jesus. So that means these are two gentlemen that have experienced Jesus before. But when the glorified Jesus came, they did not have the information in the spirit, revelation in the spirit that could cause their eyes to open. Now it leads us back to the verse in 2 Corinthians 3, the veil on the eyes that have hardened their minds from not seeing the glory. So if you don't see the glory today on you as much as it was on Moses, is it because there is none? Wow. (laughs) Or is it because your eyes are not open? So don't be quick to judgment of God. Don't be quick to look at a Moses who hits the rod twice on a rock. And you you take the place of God in his life and judge. Some people have become leprous because of that. Because you don't see the glory, doesn't mean that there is no glory. The word has not come to you that has caused the revelation. because of time, let me quickly give you three keys in this. Three things that stopped them from seeing the glory of Jesus. Number one, sadness. It's explicitly written. Yeah. They, were, they stood there sad. The most glorious moment had happened and yet, they were entertaining worldly sorrow. Mm. We know in the scriptures it talks about there is a godly sorrow, there is a worldly sorrow, a worldly grief. They were entertaining a false sadness. It was not the right one. God did not take pleasure in it. Oh, I am feeling sad about Jesus. But Jesus is not sad. It feels good, it feels religious, it feels nice, but it is misplaced. Jesus looking and said, I have no pleasure in it. It caused them to not be able to see the revelation of Jesus. Sometimes God's blessing is coming to some people and they're missing it. Why? Why? Because pastor, they have allowed sorrow, sadness into their spirit that is causing them to not able to see the things of God. As I am speaking, I am giving you a prophetic instruction. I need you to hear me clearly. Dear child of God, your warrior of God, rise up and tear down this garment of sorrow that has been pursuing you, pursuing you for a long time. Yes, because of that, because of this, because of this individual, because of what they said, it is time for you to know that the enemy has a way of using people that, that you know will affect your heart to become the arrow that pierces your heart. So now, instead of you to, from going from glory to glory, here you are standing still on the middle of a road, standing still in a race that you're supposed to run, And you overcome with sorrow, overcome with sadness. Break out of that as an instruction. Come out of it in Jesus mighty name. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That means it is a choice for you to come out of that spirit of grief. Come out in the name of Jesus. Snap your finger and say, I'm done being sad. I'm done entertaining these thoughts of sorrow I'm out of this in the name of Jesus the joy of the Lord will be the platform that will cause the glory of God to manifest in your life hey it's happening right now as I speak I see huge flowers blooming in many homes as His word is coming to you Joy, glory is coming back. And then Jesus looks at them and he says, you foolish ones. They have been part of a church yet without understanding. Wisdom. Things that we've been handling for the last two weeks. What stops us from having the revelation and the manifestation of God's glory. They were missing it. He calls them foolish ones. And then what does he say? He talks about the state of their heart. Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart. Slow of heart. Mm. Their attention span was not strong enough. They're slow of heart, they were not quick in the things of God. They kept getting distracted at critical moments. Mm. So when it came to putting everything together, their heart didn't have the necessary speed because they did not have the necessary attention that, re- that causes acceleration. There is a certain focus and attention that you can give to the Lord in the things of God that can cause you to tie everything together and say, I got it. Got it. And everything explodes. But they had a slow heart. They were too distracted. Too distracted. They could not follow the details. When a stranger drew near, they were too distracted in their emotions, too distracted with their heart that they could not pause and say, Who are you? Why do you draw near? What are we doing right that has caused you to be attracted to us? Now, if I can understand what I'm doing right, I can do more of that and get the results that I need. But we don't investigate to understand what we did right to do that more often and what we do wrong to do that less often to get the desired results of the manifested glory of God. So, <laughs> we got to stop. So who said that the glory of Moses was greater? Is it that it was greater or is it that we see less? (sighs) The word has come to you. It does not come in vain. The attention that you have given today is not in vain. The focus you have given to the word of the Lord is not in vain. The price you have paid by sitting there is not in vain. More is coming to you. Greater revelations are coming to you. Greater manifestation is coming to you. Greater glory is coming to you. Greater fruits will be seen in your house in the mighty name of Jesus. People of God, Satan is right now trembling. He is trembling. Satan is right now trembling because you're going from glory to glory, understanding to understanding. I speak the blessings of God over you. Keep rising. Keep rising. Your light, I can see, it is getting brighter. Thank you for being part of this journey. Thank you for being a hungry student. You are blessed.
0: Prophet, once again, thank you so much for filling us up, for unraveling the mysteries of heaven, and as well, for answering our questions and taking us on a journey through understanding that there's so much that has been unlocked to us today. And uh, we really want to take the proper time this week to diligently meditate on it. And as you said, to go from glory to glory. Thank you. People of God, We are truly blessed. And this week, intentionally set time aside to be, as our Father says, a proper student of the Word. And as he said, we are going from glory to glory. Till next time, as our prophet says, stay under the mighty hand of God. God bless you.